As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> I mean, why not take a piece of what we're, we've already said as your like hard ass intro, like you're, you're, or you're not like soft intro? <laughs> how, how am I saying it? Where you're just like, oh, we say something stupid, and it's like, oh, here's the theme song, <coughs> dude, 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 and then it comes back and it's like, hey, now we're actually starting the show. What I have been doing is just like the conversation that we have like right before someone's like finally just like, hey, what's up? The show's starting now. I just like fade into it. <laughs> Uh, Which is now. Hello, what's hello, going on, hey. everybody? Welcome to Challenge Mode, uh, the show where we challenge each other and uh, the lovely listeners of this fine, fine program to bring to the table any sort of topics that you feel are like fun for discussion or video games. Sometimes video games, totally. Uh, that's that's what this I'm show is this, about. I'm glad video games made the cut this yeah, time. Yeah, they they just barely hanging on. I was kind of worried for a second. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, when I said video games in our chat. And you guys didn't respond for like three or four seconds. I was worried. I was like, "This is it. We're changing format." They're they're Done. a mistake. What can I say? Like, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go out on record and say that video games were a mistake. Um, pretty much around the time that uh, Donkey Kong 64 came out, people realized <laughs> that video games are bad. Yeah, um, I feel challenged. That game is not good. I'm sorry <laughs> for people back. who listen to this that like that show, but I do not uh, like that game. I have discovered that this week as well. Uh, Giant Bomb. Yep, Giant Bomb. That's it. Anyway, uh, so we wanted to bring to the table this week, uh, talk about our favorite, sh- uh, favorite, I was about to say favorite shows. I'm really tired from work today. Video games, Cam. Video focus. games. I can't focus. Oh my gosh, this is um, what the group chat's for. I so know. I'm already confused. I mean, do you like or do you not like Donkey like, Kong 64? Uh, um, yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, um, <laughs> do you do like, you like it? video games? I mean... <laughs> Do you like the DK rap? We have been rap? bullshitting too long. So this episode, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This episode is about our favorite games or games that we liked that were like kind of either critically panned or people are just really not hot on or have just like gone otherwise unappreciated or stuff like that. Um, I always think it's yeah, when- fun. I, it, it's it's always important to remember that games are 
and art, not a science. Like you can't necessarily, as we kind of talked about on a Gamer Heroes episode, I want to say way back, but it might have been like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, about how back you just in can't... my day, we talked about <laughs> gaming and heroes together. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just time. like really everything subjective. Like you can't just put a number on something and say this is this good because it's going to mean something different to everybody. Oh and, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but really, it's. Uh, I mean, of course. So that's when we talked about how much review scores matter. That was, right. That was a really fun episode. That was a fun episode. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's the difference between what a game has to offer and how people interpret it, because how people interpret it isn't just hey, I played the game and this is what I thought about it. Instead. It's people's opinions who are like, hey, I've never played the game, but I have an opinion on it. Right. Um, and some of that stuff, some stuff gets lost in translation. Sometimes a game's quality is good, but maybe there's some like behind the scenes developer stuff that sours people. And so they don't like the game because of the developer, even though the game was good. Yeah. I feel like we could just do like a whole other episode on that. Like just yeah. that topic and deeping. The, yeah, times that, that like a developer sure. yeah. soured a, a, yeah, a game. Yeah, or like, anyway, yeah. That's yeah, not so, what this episode is about. No, but uh, but it's all about people's interpretations of games and also the zeitgeist of those games. Sure. So a zeitgeist, if you're not familiar with the term, is is the persisting idea that um, is living it like it, it is the present and the past of an idea. So um, like today, the zeitgeist of America might be like fake news, right? I'm not making this a political thing, but that's when people think of this era, they're going to think of you know, hashtag fake news. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, a similar thing goes with video games. It goes with anything, it goes with music, it goes with anything. Um, but with games, sometimes they're remembered a lot differently than they actually were. So like Donkey Kong 64, I thought that game was pretty cool. And then looking back on it, now that I'm seeing stuff now, I'm like, oh, maybe I just was willing to, <laughs> maybe I just gave it the benefit of the doubt. Which could be the case right now because I haven't played it since... Mm -hmm whenever that was well, what? i remember having fun <laughs> yeah i liked yeah, it. it it controls weird and but i liked banjo yeah. kazooie which was right the same in my mind but mm -hmm. it was way it was better a little, little tighter you yeah. know but i love that game i'm obviously exaggerating about how much i think donkey kong 64 is garbage right you know it very well could be I, well, but, you know. it, but it's funny looking back because right, totally it's like just games, an example of how some games age like wine some of them age like fucking milk you know <laughs> like <laughs> yes, they do. it's totally true and that's true of just about any sort of art and that's like you're saying for just okay, about so any other fucking it, reason we should make our scale like instead of you know rotten tomatoes yes. is, is wine it and milk fresh? it's wine or is it milk <laughs> aged milk so it's a retro game review service well, but even, you rate like, everything in wine like or milk. <laughs> is this wine or is this milk? You tell me. This is hot milk. Oh, oh boy. That's well, going to be the bottom. Since you've got some hot milk, uh, I've got what, some what hot you got on the milk. list there? All right. Oh, so um, I, I wanted to start. So this, this isn't necessarily all milk because... Okay. I, I do want to stress also, we're not going to rank these by anything. We're just sharing our favorites because I think that's fun. Okay. Well, well quit your wine and we're talking about milk. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Fine. I've been fucking mutinied over here <laughs> so uh some of my favorite games that are kind of like underrated or maybe weren't really received well at the time i wanted to start with uh the mostly of which i noticed here just looking at my list was mostly like the ps3 xbox 360 era mm -hmm. and maybe it's just because i was playing and looking at and watching a lot of games at that time but there is a game uh on that i play on 360 called assure is wrath oh yes okay and assure is wrath is basically I mean, the story of the gods and Ashura 
is going in and going in to get revenge. And it really plays almost like you're watching episodes of an anime. Every chapter of the game has an intro and even commercial break. Seriously? Outros. That's fucking awesome. And it's, it's literally like watching episodes of Dragon Ball Z, even in a sense the conversation between the main <laughs> character and uh, the game is literally running for maybe two minutes and getting to a massive boss fight that takes 20 minutes. Nothing Wait, so, you're telling me about this is not selling me on this game. I just want to stress when, that right now. This sounds fucking incredible. This was probably around... So this is Xbox 360. Yeah, I remember so, this game coming oh, out. I remember. I, I, I like, have like the cover art in my head. Just like an angry dude. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think. 2009, 2010 maybe. I'll, I'll look okay. it up real quick. Yeah. Talking. So, uh, so Ashura's Wrath. So it literally is just... I mean, absurd things start to happen because of Shura, the god, of course. He has... I mean, he punches, like, you know, uh, if you're yeah, familiar with anime. 2012. Like, 2012, okay. Yeah, great. Later. Oh. So it was made by Capcom, I believe. Um, he punches, like, uh, Jojo, um, like in the anime. Like, mm. Jojo, just, all the fists come out, well, so I, many I don't hands. Know. I actually don't know anything you about... Know about Street Fighter with E. Honda and his hand. You just... Yeah, like, yeah. So like that. Okay. Okay. Um, good, but, uh, good analogy. Thank you. Um, but literally punching each other into sides of mountains, flying across planets, absurd things happening, and it's wonderful. I and need to buy this like right the fuck now. It's probably pretty cheap on... Probably on PC. On yeah. Steam, maybe? I think... I mean, if it's for PS3, I'll probably just play that. Might yeah. stream that one. That sounds fun. It is a wonderful game, and it doesn't Great. take that long either. So. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of... It's, it's really interesting that you like say that that game hasn't aged super well or like isn't great. i don't know if it hasn't aged well sure i just know it was amazing everybody i've heard no talk about it else fucking loves it but i just haven't found i've heard to talk about i've heard it. no one in my life talk about that game until tonight really so yeah. that's yeah. exactly why that, it's on that my could list be it. yeah yes totally get that yeah mm-hmm. this this is the place for unappreciated games if yes. you feel like it because it did totally i remember it coming out and thinking this looks fucking awesome and then i feel like it came out and just disappeared Right. And it was even, it was pretty cheap, like mm-hmm. really quickly, like within the first month, it right. went down probably yeah. 30 bucks versus 60. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fantastic game. Yeah. And I also noticed that most of the games I have on my list here are also like third person slash action platformy sort of adventure games. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just going to keep going because I've got a couple, if that's cool. Great. Um, I have a small list, so I might stop you and interrupt with a couple of mine. I'm just going to stop after this one. You guys can take it over. So uh, the next one is called El Shaddai. Okay, I've heard of it, It but I don't know anything about it. Same realm. uh, I played on Xbox 360, and it's, again, a third-person action sort of game. Um, Mostly combo-heavy, like a sort of Devil May Cry-ish, but... The catch is it's based on a book uh, from the Bible called the Book of Enoch, like a non-canon story. And think of like going through and your main character has this like bright white and gold armor on with this sword that looks like a like a crazy beam sword, like a lightsaber that has vibrations in it almost. Great. Great. And all of the backgrounds of this these worlds look like crazy, picturesque, almost like res sort of oh, shit. backgrounds. Okay. With a very uh, Eastern, like Middle Eastern vibe to it. And again, it's just a really weird game. And it also is sort of this, it's, it's not as anime like Ashura's Wrath, but it felt very intimate 
once you got to the bosses like the bosses were the main thing not the cannon fodder on the way through which is why it wasn't really well received i'm sure but you get to these boss battles and it's it felt like um prince of persia like the i'm talking like ness prince of persia when you are just traveling these dungeons these mm-hmm. traverse areas and getting to one enemy who could be like a normal common enemy who's just an insurmountable force and it's mm. very much a, a thing it's a thing like 10 15 minute battle with this one guy it wow. was also just really cool that sounds really cool great game i'm looking at the cover art right now and yeah. it very much looks like they were going after the castlevania market right because uh, <laughs> yeah. it totally just straight up looks like fucking jedi castlevania probably why i played it yeah that's totally fair yeah. and then you look at like some of the gameplay and it's like oh this doesn't look great now but no and yeah. i even watched a, a video of it today just to get to refresh myself on it and it still does look bizarre mm-hmm. like running from yeah, one I'm area like flipping that's through like, some of these like this this game has a really cool as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Look to it. Right. But it also, like, technically, obviously now doesn't look great, but I'm sure, like, that was super just really out of left field. Which is why I remember not really, like, it wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I sure as Wrath, I really do love still. But this one, probably one of the ones that doesn't age well based on the combos and the yeah, controls probably imagine. weren't great. Stuff like everything this has really come nuts. a long way. Like, it's really hard for me to go back to anything like that after playing DMC5 this year. Right. I believe so that. Good. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the year is 2009. A little, a little man on this uh, this indie startup you may have heard of them by the name of Double Fine Studios Double Fine Productions excuse me hmm. they team up with a legendary human being one Jack Black to bring us the game Brutal Legend ah. I love the fuck out of this game <laughs> uh, I have bought it on every single system that I have and really? you can play it oh fuck yes <laughs> absolutely so, fits in here that, so have you are you familiar with this at all uh I mean, I've seen, I've probably watched like 10 minutes of gameplay from it. I mean, I know that it exists and I've, I know what it looks like, Okay, but I never played it. So it's odd. It is one of the weirdest games I have ever played in terms of like actual gameplay. So all of the promotional stuff leading up to that game was kind of similar in vain. Cause like they, they were like sort of fresh off of psychonauts because that was the ps2 game i believe but this was like ps3 360 this was like their big next like super hyped up release i believe and 
they, they, they like had Jack Black in. I remember back whenever the Game Awards was still like VGX and was on Spike TV. Oh, they had fucking yeah. Jack Black come out and play a guitar that shot fucking fire out of it on the main stage. <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. That's like the really lead cool. up to this game was incredible. That sounds like the coolest thing that ever happened at the VGX. You are whatever. not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. Um, so like the game all of the promotional materials and all the trailers they showed and everything was very much this like love letter to heavy metal, which obviously resonated very much with me. Like I grew up listening to like a lot of like Iron Maiden and shit like that. And so uh, it very much kind of played like a third person, just open world action adventure game. And that's all they showed off. Um, You had like, you have this cool ax that you use to like, uh, straight up fuck people up and then you also have I get it your, next because yeah, it's metal well you also have a guitar that you play and cast spells so like you basically Yo. like uh, shred on the guitar and like lightning comes down and fucks up enemies around you that sounds great it's so fucking cool they got like Lemmy Killmeister as like this le- as the leader of this legion <laughs> of people who like have these incredible like they go into this like spider's lair and get these incredibly powerful thick bowstrings or like bass strings to build like weapons out of yeah. um, Ozzy Osbourne is the fucking shopkeeper no I didn't know that yeah did let me didn't he drive like a Mad Max looking totally, shredmobile totally like, he did and so yeah. did you I do remember yeah. like that yeah. was the cool thing so yeah Basically, you get up to this point and like there's this like main villain. Jack Black plays this roadie that basically gets killed on stage. But like because he bled onto this like artifact of heavy metal that he gets transported to these heavy metal lands. And basically they're like going after. I'm not even fucking joking. That is great. Um, You basically spend the entire game. Uh, fighting against the armies of this guy. I believe it's Emperor Deviculus. I've played this game three times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you basically are spending your entire time built fighting against this guy's armies. He has a bunch of different generals, and each of the generals, whenever you fight them, uh, like the music in their world, like everything is very heavy metal, but it's like segmented off into subgenres. So there's like the first like main general that you fight is this like glam metal. So there's like a lot of like Motley Crue and Skid Row and shit playing. Uh, nice. There's like an emo like doom and gloom metal, which was really cool. There's also like the final boss is like just this like industrial like KMFDM Rob Zombie <laughs> kind of bullshit. Um, the weird thing about that game that they did not advertise at all, which is kind of I would say absolutely the reason why that game did not sell well at all and was kind of reviewed a little poorly is that it's actually a real time strategy game. What? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> fucking joking. So it's it's more more in the vein. Are you serious? Yes, hundred yes. percent. I will boot this up and show it to you sometime. Yeah. So it was unfortunate. Yeah. It, it, oh, that's but a it, huge right. They didn't want to advertise it because RTS games at the time were not selling well, but they were so yeah. Well, deep maybe in they shouldn't have made one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, love, the, I love everything this game. sounded great that you just said. And you are exactly like you were having the same thought that everybody else did. I still played Fair. through this fucking game but uh like the open world stuff was awesome the game looks incredible because like every single they said whenever they were going into like art development they wanted to make every single screenshot look like a heavy metal album cover and they fucking nailed it the yeah, like soundtrack the is incredible I and licensed yeah all looked like it awesome yeah the, metal the music soundtrack. in it's incredible like as you would expect you know mm-hmm. but 
yeah, you basically were like your hero character and you like flew around the battlefield and like summoned troops and like your your goal was basically to like take out the opponent's stage I can't show. believe it was a... Are it's you, a fucking RTS. Not even just RTS, I would think but like... You were lying. It's a like, weird third person. It's yeah. not even like way it's up like above a weird, like a StarCraft. It's, like, it's, it's more of a MOBA, I think, but like your goal is to take out the... It's like RTS wait, goals, wait, but so you... Wait, was, was that game the first MOBA? No, like tower definitely defense. not. It's like a weird tower defense mixed with an RTS. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's really weird. It did not. Okay. It, so it, it sold all right. It sounds but it like it wasn't ahead of its time. It was like sideways of its time. Sure. It, it's a weird fucking game. It's still very playable and weird. Um, I'm really surprised that it's still getting re-released and like it's still it's getting re-released not re-released sorry it, it came out on steam when i was <laughs> sorry, in college I'm, like, I'm full of shock over here <laughs> it came out in steam when i was in college and like double fine owned the owns the rights to it again they got it back from ea what yeah they, that's i'm just trying to play in thomas's oh, shop okay great. <laughs> um I, yeah, i'm really surprised that. that game is still up and available considering the depth of the licensed soundtrack but fucking shout that's out to brew legend yeah i love that game it's cool. not I mean, it's fine. It's weird and definitely throws you for a fucking loop. I tell you what, if you if you play that for a fourth time, <laughs> I will. Don't worry. And, and stream it. I'll watch that. Okay. I might bring it to strictly casual sometime. I just might take my PS3 out. That'd be cool. fun. So you can play sure as wrath too. Oh, fuck yeah, let's do it. We could probably knock that out in one night. Yeah. Thomas, you got anything? Uh oh my gosh, yes I do. Hold on, I was not prepared for this to shift my way. Um, fucking gotcha. Oh no, actually, what I have is <laughs> gotcha. uh, so. There's a game that came out from a franchise that I like a lot. Is it Halo? Uh, no, it's not. But if you ask any more, I'm not going to give you a straight answer. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> this franchise, uh, I was a lot bigger into when I was younger. But this game came out, and I was excited. Barbie Horse Adventure. Uh, crap, he nailed it. He did it, it not yes. me. So. <laughs> uh, mm. This game came out, and people um, were real nervous about the way that it looked. Uh, the uh, all the all the people focused on when this game came out was the way it looked, and they said that this was for kids. And this was a I know exactly what you're talking about. This is a franchise that was made for kids. Okay, it was made for kids. It was made for kids that are growing up too, like teens and adults and all this stuff. SpongeBob, look, that's a show that is like made for kids, and and a third of its audience when I was younger, whatever year it was, you know, when I looked up that stat. Uh, a third of their audience was adults. Side note, uh, I thought about putting uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom on this list, but they're making a fucking remaster, so clearly it's beloved enough. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, good call, because that yeah. is a good game. It's a good-ass video I, game. I had forgotten. I had, it's very good. You should play it. Uh, okay, wow. I rented that from Blockbuster, forgotten about it. I enjoyed it a lot, but forgotten about it till you, Cam, said that <sighs> one day, and I was like, oh, wow, I did love, I did play and love game. that game. It is a good game. It's really like, good. It's you, way better than it just, should be. Yeah, absolutely. You never expect that license stuff to to be quality. I mean, back in until very recently, video games that were adapted off of other licensed, like successful franchises, you know, uh, IP, were bad. They were bad across the board. You never found one that was good ever. You know, I mean, it was diamond Shout in out the to rough. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, so anyway, um, so the game I was talking about is The Wind Waker, bam, bam, bam. Legend of Zelda. Yeah, so that game came out. Uh, it was cell shaded, right? It looks kind of comic booky, sorta, uh, but it's all very cartoony. Is the most important part. And when it, uh, you know, pre-release, uh, I 
I will say when I was thinking about this whole episode, I was thinking about having a conversation with you guys before we really dove into anything about how we got our information back in the day, because that was pre-internet age. And I don't really remember how I got the information that I got. I, I know exactly I, where I got my information. Me too. Where? Um, I watched a whole lot of X play mm. and like I, my parents yeah. had like a G4. high end cable thing. So we got G4. So I'd like just watch that a lot. But I also would like hang out at the local public library and they got like every gaming magazine and I would mm-hmm. just sit there and fucking read them after school. See, I got, cool. yeah, I, I definitely got magazines. I had game pro and yeah, I, I had, had game Nintendo pro for a while. Yeah. Power, which is with the main one that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a uh, game informer. I remember, uh, on the tail end of me reading that magazine for real before it became just like a thing I had with GameStop. Um, I, I remember that there was like a 100, you know, top 100 best games of all time ranked. And I remember going in high school with my friends. We went to Starbucks because we all just like went to pretend to drink coffee <laughs> over there. And uh, so we got we got the whole crew together and I broke out my magazine. And man, we had like five of us scrambling over that over that thing, looking at, at uh, what made it and what didn't and stuff. But the Wind Waker, I remember that the reviews for it, like I thought the game looked good. Like, I had no reason to think anything other than, wow, this looks like a great Zelda game. And then when I heard critical reaction, not even critical, because at the time I didn't even understand the, I didn't even think about the idea uh, or the difference between someone who professionally reviews games as a critic and my friends having opinions on, <laughs> on games. Sure. So at that time, it I came to understand that most people, you know, most people in, in quotations, didn't seem to like that game. They're like, "Oh, this is kid stuff." You know, we wanted a we wanted a cool Zelda game, and this is a cartoony kid one. And I'm sitting there playing this. Like, number one, it looks great. Number two, the game is great. I can't understand why people. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or are upset about this. And sure enough, uh, you know, when some time went by, I mean, I don't remember how long it was in the moment. It could have been a whole year. But it took a while for for people to come around. But when they did, they were like, oh, yeah, this is a great Zelda game. 
And it was frustrating to me that so many people planted their feet so deep in the sand saying, nope, you know, hashtag not my Zelda. Uh, You know, (laughs) this was pre hashtags. This was pre hashtag and people were really upset and I just couldn't understand it. I remember that being one of the first times in my video game life that I didn't understand why other people were upset about this thing. And it turned out they weren't actually upset about the game. They just thought they were upset about their like you know perception of it. So I have a, and and maybe a little bit of insight on that too, because I, I of course was like big into Nintendo, and I used to get like video like VHS. Oh shit! Like promotional you got those? VHS sent to my house. Those? Oh, I have wow. a couple of them. Okay, I have like I wanna, the Pokemon one. Let's put those I have out. a VCR in this okay, apartment. Yeah, we'll so. watch those. <laughs> Great. So I kept, I had the Star Fox 64 one, Super Mario 64, when the N64 was released, like Mm. the Pokemon one, I kept that one too. I absolutely desperately want to watch those. I think that the time that you were, the time time that you were talking about is, I think it was like an E3 presentation. It was when the N64 was reaching the end and they were saying like, hey, you know, we're bringing this new technology that we can probably do this. And here's a video of a thousand Marios in one screen without slowdown. Mm -hmm. And here's a potential Zelda. And they showed the fight with... Uh, Link and Ganondorf at the end of uh, Ocarina of Time. No spoilers, but um, <laughs> they showed it in GameCube graphics, and it looked like gritty, real, like walking through even the Temple of Time. And that's where people's expectations went. And so then they release, oh, here's Wind Waker. They're like, what? You <laughs> this is realistic of at this all. Crazy realistic mm-hmm. Link and Ganondorf fighting. That that's. I think there was butthurt from the expectation probably i mean they probably wanted to i mean uh, what they thought was an expectation well, yeah, but it's just like hey, I, here's hey, hey a this is just a fucking concept. tech demo yes yeah, exactly and that was the first uh zelda game on gamecube so in a next hardware generation you expect a graphical jump so to right. to instead make it extra cartoony yeah that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah i i, I just I, I never actually well i i never was in like i had friends that played zelda but they i never as you guys are well aware of, I just historically have never cared or have played many Zelda games. They're pretty cool. They, I liked Breath of the Wild, and I played Wind Waker. That was like one of the ones that I've played. Um, and I have oh, never... Cam, like you I, should play Majora's Mask. I think I would like Majora's Mask. I think you would. It's the one that seems the most interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... I have never, like, I never, I found out after that game came out and, like, was reading about it that people were upset about the art direction of Wind Waker. I'm like, fucking why? I saw it, and I'm just like, that looks fun. Exactly. Right. (laughs) You know, great. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a good time for people who have the Nintendo GameCube system. How? (laughs) You know. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Yeah, I I imagine you sitting on a thin blanket in, like, on the floor of your living room looking at the TV thinking that thought. Yeah, no, like, totally. Yeah, I, I <laughs> oh, pictured man. him very differently. Oh, yeah, I don't. But you still have the same long hair that you do now. Yeah, except yeah. mustache. Beard. I was actually the same size, <laughs> just in my old clothes. Uh, I was picturing in like, you know, like red silk robe, like pipe, sitting in a chair Ooh, next to a fireplace. Yes. Like, mm. Mm, I believe people that have the Nintendo GameCube system would enjoy that game. <laughs> yes, mm. the, the Nintendo GameCube <laughs> family a, of systems. <laughs> as a player of exquisite taste. Yes, mm, quite. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, All right, so who wants to go next? <laughs> uh, well, I'll jump in with a uh, uh, probably an unknown one to you guys. So, All right, hit me. Um, yeah. 
similar to the way that I played SpongeBob Bikini Bottom. <laughs> what was that game called? It's a battle for Bikini Bottom. Battle Throw for some Bikini. fucking respect on its name. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that really Are was you? a good game, so I'm kind of sorry. Uh, there was... <laughs> That was in the age of going to Blockbuster and renting a game mm-hmm. and not really knowing what you're going to come home with. Because when I got that, I mean, I probably just pulled it off the shelf because my mom said... I just thought of another one from my list. Continue. See, I go. did the same thing. So it was probably my mom said, hey, I'm going to Blockbuster or like some variation of you have a chance at renting a game right now. And I probably didn't have anything lined up. But I was absolutely not going to miss that opportunity. So I went to Blockbuster yep. and I probably pulled SpongeBob off the shelf because why That's not? how I played it. That why is not? totally how I played it. Yeah. So I played it and it turned out to be a good game. <laughs> right. I don't remember if I beat it or not, but that was a good game. And uh, another one that I pulled off the shelf, uh, I realized when we were, or well, as you pointed out uh, before the show, all three of the games on my list are all from GameCube. And GameCube is not like that's not the system I thought I was going to talk about when, when we were preparing this episode. So it was a GameCube game at Blockbuster that I didn't know, straight up grabbed it off the shelf, I think because of the artwork. And when I looked up the name, I, I Googled Goblin GameCube game because Excellent. all I could remember yeah, was, was Goblin. Uh, and it came right up and the artwork for it was great. Uh, let me look at this. I think it was Goblin Warfare, but it's basically an RTS it's it's essentially Warcraft three. Okay. It's it's just it's a quality RTS with all the RTS stuff that you like, but it's just some no name goblin game. And I remember playing that. So it's on console, right? So uh, I feel like RTSs are relegated to PC because a mouse is much better for being efficient with a real time strategy game. Totally makes sense that a game that uh, an RTS that came out on console would go under people's radar. But this game was great. I, I rented mm-hmm. it and I was excited to finish that thing. Like I couldn't wait to get back to it. Uh, let me see. Where, where do I have this name here? Um, Man, Goblin. Uh, let's see. Goblin Commander. Unleash the Horde is what the <laughs> is what the name is. That is great. the most. Which is video game. That sounds like the name of a video game you would see somebody playing in like a shitty action movie. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking like TV shows. Right. Someone's going to get murdered. Like Ice-T saying in SVU, just like, oh, he was playing too much of that (laughs) Goblin Horde. Oh, man, I love that game, but he played way too much. Yep, that was it. Good (laughs) job. (laughs) Uh, So it even has Horde in the name, which like leads me to believe that whoever made this game was inspired by Warcraft uh, 1. Oh, without a fucking doubt. Yeah, like, with, I, haven't, without I haven't even seen anything or heard anything about this, but if, like, a fucking... It's an RTS yes. with goblins on the console. With like, in the name. Yeah. Right, totally. Uh, that game was good. I mean, I haven't seen it. Maybe, you know, maybe nostalgia is, uh, you know, giving me rose-colored glasses here. But it, I remember, you know, whether or not the game was good at a certain point, what mattered is that I had a really good time with it. I had a good enough time with it that I remembered vaguely the name all these years later, even though I've never, ever heard anyone else talk about that game in my whole life. Cam, other than, like, Brutal Legend, have you played any, like, RTSs on the console? Uh, I played, like, Halo Wars. Okay. Um, And there was, like, a demo that came with, like, Gex 3. There you go. That I remembered playing a little bit, but it was, like, super fucking forgettable. But Gex 3... Mm, we'll we'll get into that oh. later. We'll get <laughs> oh, into that good. later. I talked about this. I talked so about glad. the ending of that with a friend of mine for another show, 
and good fucking lord amazing uh, okay yep. yeah anyway continue Thomas. yes <laughs> yes so uh, were there any re- like i know you said you enjoyed the game what was it uh, was there any like was it the, st- the story of goblin commander that uh, kept the, you going the story was fine but uh i felt like so i when i was younger so i i probably played this game so let's see uh if it was gamecube era well shoot i mean i almost i practically have it in front of me I think that this game came out when I was closer to middle school or early high school, which would have been like 2006-ish. Um, I think that's when they came out. So that's when I was playing that. When I was younger than that, when I was in elementary school, I had played a bunch of Age of Empires. Played the first one, I played a little bit of the second one, and then I played Age of Mythology whenever that was around. Uh, liked all of those. That was the RTS stuff I played. Uh, Starcraft never ended up getting into, and that's fine with me. Um, but I, I really liked all that stuff. Of course, I like mythology, so that that helps. But when this Goblin King game came out, it was on a console. It was on GameCube. I'd never played an RTS on console. It was zoomed in a lot more. And so, like, for me, with RTSs, I am less interested in the actual, like, efficiency and really <laughs> totally crushing your enemy that comes into play especially when you're playing with other uh other humans um uh, but but i really like the grind i really like the the satisfying i i, I like rts's i just mm-hmm. don't like competitive rts's because i suck at them <laughs> yeah i always stayed I, I played starcraft 2 very briefly just like at a friend's place and i was just like i can't keep up with what you guys are doing i'm just gonna go fuck around in the campaign now mm-hmm. like i like doing I that a lot more yeah well i did that and I remember that I liked the way that it was closer. Everything was a little closer to the actual battle. Uh, whereas, in, like, yes, you could look at a huge world map where there's a lot going on. I liked that it was a little more focused on individual happenings instead of, like, uh, actions per minute, you know? Because, uh, again, it is a console. Like, RTSs thrive on PC because you can do a million things in no time. Um, but I like this one. It was very satisfying. And I must have liked it, whatever difficulty I had been on, I must have liked it because the AI had to have been reasonable. Mm-hmm. Because in that age, if I'm only playing against the computer, a bad computer will totally ruin the game. If if it's too easy, Agreed, then it doesn't yeah. matter. Then there's no grind. Then there's no fun ramp up to strength. Like, you you know, even if you get strong, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I think, again, I haven't played this game in ages. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think the AI was good. I think that the visuals were good for what I wanted out of a real-time strategy game. Um, and it was on console, which was important to me. I, I've always liked the sticks over uh, keyboard and mouse, um, which I know is a controversial thing. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's how I feel about that. So anyway, uh, who knows if that game holds up to snuff, but boy, I sure feel like that was an underrated game. What was it called again? Uh, Goblin... Commander. You could have just made up a random buzzword and I would have fucking taken it. Uh, Goblin Commander Unleash the Horde. God, that's the most fucking Man. vanilla ass boring name I've ever heard in my life. Jimmy, what do you got? Oh, man. So, uh, give me give me um, an option. I have one game okay. that's, that's not good and still probably not good that I liked, but there's also one that I think should have been liked that I liked. Give us that I don't one. think it was. Yeah, give us that one. Okay, so there's a game by a company called Dot Nod. Dot Nod. Dot Nod. Like and nod your head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's again uh, another 
Xbox 360 slash PS3 era game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is also made by Capcom, and it is basically in Neo Paris. And you play as a woman who breaks out of a corporation mm-hmm. who is basically stealing people's memories. And you go through this game, and it's it does premise. have a sort of action game feel like the early Batman Arkham Asylum slash Prince of Persia Sands of Time sort of action combo okay. system. So it's a great game. But this game also has uh, four different attack styles um, in which you can then create your own combos. So, so you have a bunch of like just four different combo types and like there's 50,000 different types of combos that you can display. But what's cool about it is that it has a very sort of tech, futuristic sort of minority report visuals with cool. everything looking really metal um, and digital. Like metal, like Brutal Legend? Uh, no, very, very different. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. But rock the horns. But what, um, <laughs> what's crazy, it's called Remember Me. Yes, okay. I think I have this. Never, yeah. never touched it. It is fantastic it very like electronic soundtrack um it's a it's a cool game and like it it very much is based on again the the platforming isn't the greatest the combos are pretty cool but again still pretty early there's a lot more now like you said dmc5s probably Mm -hmm. changed that but it also now like the story is great and the visuals are great and even again just watching through some of the videos of it today it still looks good. The name rings a bell. Do you remember it? No. So it's, I failed the ha. campaign. <laughs> and this reminds me of uh, some of the visuals in it and the platforming through the stages remind me of the game Mirror's Edge. Yes. In which everything has like a certain bright oh, palette, yeah. okay, but then yeah. Mirror's Edge had really orange mm-hmm. tracks that you can go on. It sort of mm-hmm. does that. It's a very yeah. orange and yellow I, I remember visuals. when that game came out, I totally got it confused with mirror's edge but it also it it felt like a a mirror's edge kind of a thing there was like a definite aesthetic that uh, i don't remember if the like quote reboot of deus ex happened at the time but it very much had that kind of look to it down straight up to the it's orange (laughs) you know yeah dude you guys have nailed exactly how i felt i so i looked this up and I recognized the name, but I couldn't remember anything. I definitely mixed it up with Mirror's Edge. Okay. Like, back in the day, because that's uh, Mirror's Edge is also a game I never played. And also Deus Ex, when I'm looking up the visuals for this thing. I mean, yeah. you can just see from afar. It is, yeah. it is cyberpunk as fuck. It yeah. is. So, totally, I could see how, regardless of the quality of it, exactly how mm-hmm. it slipped under the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it always seemed like, and it totally like slipped. It, it didn't, I like was aware of it and just it was one of those games because I think I got it free with PlayStation Plus. And it was one of those games that I just was going to get around to eventually, inevitably never did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had like a couple of people say, yeah, I played through all of it and it was fine. So I'm just like, not really worth my time because I was like, I think at that point I was like getting ready to be done with college or some shit. But well, what's interesting is Dot Nod continued on to make Life is Strange. Oh shit, it's them. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I, that. I knew that sounded familiar. I'm, I'm like, sure oh fuck. I would know okay. that one. But I mean, it's really it was a cool game and i think funny, i still like, have it installed i might mention that up deus ex and mirror's edge which are also very different than each other too oh, totally which mm-hmm. is also crazy but they all do have that same yeah, sort of aesthetic yeah. 
It seems really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I might have to go fire that up sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in that. I think a lot of my Twitch stream is just going to be me going through my fucking backlog. So Hell and yeah, t- dude. That's what I'm talking about. I, what's funny I'm is really interested in that. I'm going to throw back a little bit because you were talking about RTS games on a console. Mm-hmm. And one popped in my head when you were talking called General Chaos. Oh, wait, hold on. Back up one step. Okay. Because I do not hear about General Chaos. Yes. <laughs> Butters himself. Yes. No, that's general disarray. <laughs> that's general disarray. Um, no, uh, Transistor is a game that I've never played, um, but it, it's by Supergiant Games, it's who, awesome. you know, of course, made Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, uh, Hades. Hades. Um, I really like Bastion. I wanted to like Pyre, but I did not. Um, I hope I like Hades when I get a chance to play that. But I know I'll like Hades. It's like my bullshit entirely. Yeah, I, it's well, just it's a matter of time. Yeah. yeah, that's totally your bullshit. Um, I want to play Transistor, but I'm in a funny spot where uh, Transistor reminds me of Remember Me. Yep. Um, Cyberpunky. Yep. Yeah. And even the visuals on like the uh, the artwork that I just looked up. Not definitely not the gameplay, as far as I understand. Um, but Transistor is a game that I have uh, just the soundtrack through and through. Love it. But I'm not sure if I will like the game. I've heard totally black and white opinions, hot and cold, on, on that game where some people are just like, oh, hell yeah, favorite Supergiant game, hands down. And other people are like, yeah, I played it for, you know, a while. I played it for like three or four hours and I bounced off of it. And I'm like, damn, three or four hours actually is a real amount of time. That's me. Yeah. I, I want to restart it. I, I, I think I was just at a point in my life and also other games were sitting installed on my ps4 that i just really fucking wanted to play so like i just didn't really give it a fair shake yeah so i I feel bad for that game because i still haven't played it i've bought it at least two times i'm pretty sure um i know i own it a thousand percent but i still haven't even booted it up and uh, i feel like i haven't definitely not given it its fair shake but it's because people's totally mixed perceptions it's never like, uh, I mean, it was pretty good. You know, yeah, you should play it. It's always either like, I thought it was great or no, it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's really tough to pick out, like, mm-hmm. where, what do I choose from? Because I value each of the per- people who I, everybody I've heard these opinions from, I value their opinion. It's not like they were strangers off the street. So then I'm like, oh, geez. They you know, should I, try that next. Yeah. So uh, I will. I, I'll line that up. But uh, tell us about General Chaos. Uh, just I wanted to quickly touch on it because it is a console RTS game in which it is uh, you basically play um, old generals and you put like a 3v3 team and you RTS these soldiers who you can choose different classes like an assault rifle or a bazooka or a grenade guy and you just there's things in the middle of the map and there's one screen and you literally just move them from spot to spot and tell them to fire or defend huh. and hmm. it's really cool. fun that's neat yeah that, that sounds never like heard uh, of this. It was yeah. on sega genesis that's like why i've never heard of the it. beginning is of xcom or something yeah it's a little bit more uh not uh, so xcom and like fire emblem and those types of games are very like hey go here and duck and cover and die and die and forever yes uh and this definitely had that sort of thing where you could hide behind this it didn't have like a hide function because it was still Sega Genesis but there was like you know water that you had to trudge through and if you stayed in it for too long they would drown or there's hmm. barbed wire that would slow you down and things was like that. Was it like that. a tactics game? It's sort of but it was kind of a mixture of an RTS and tactics together because there's no grid or anything you can move freely once you select mm, this unit tell them to move there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's really fun. that's called General Chaos. General Chaos. Like spelled normally. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, that sounds really it was fun. Kind of ambitious for the fucking Genesis. <laughs> for the Genesis like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple more I want to touch on. Uh, I'm actually going to do three, and I'm going to try to make them sort of quick because we've been going for a little bit. But I'm already resigned to this episode. It's going to be fucking long, and I don't care. Yeah. So, um, the game that jumped out to me the most whenever we kind of agreed on this topic is a platinum game. Platinum games. Uh, it's called Anarchy Reigns. Uh, you're nodding, Jimmy, like you've heard of it or have, have played it. Yes. Have you played have it? I have not played it. Okay. It's not a good game. I <laughs> love this game so <laughs> fucking much. Uh, I it was the la- I think it was the last game that I actually, because I played it on 360, and I think it was the last game that I actually went through and got every achievement on. Would you say that you got the platinum for it? I pretty much did. It just there's no platinum trophies on Xbox because they're fucking cowards. Wow. <laughs> um, but got them. So it's a like a third person over the shoulder sort of action combat game. It plays kind of similar to Mad World. I was gonna say. Yes, I think which I remember Jack he's in from it. Mad World is in this game. And then they have a whole bunch of other characters that are like original. There's a couple of other characters like the Black Baron from Mad World is in it as a playable character. Uh, Bayonetta was like the DLC that came out for it because this came out, I think it was either like right after. I think it might have been right after Bayonetta. So like they definitely had like their big win under their belt as a studio. So this was like kind of a follow up. It's a multiplayer online brawler kind of, but it's got that like action combat gameplay. Uh, that new game that Ninja Theory is working on, did you guys see that at E3? Uh, that's like kind of like you pick a character and then they have like their special abilities and then you just basically drop into an arena and beat the fuck out of each other. It's that. Um, but cool. from way back in the day, the soundtrack is fucking cool. Like it's very much uh, platinum games like rock with like Japanese hip hop kind of inspired shit. Um, the story mode is not great, but it, branches depending on like certain actions that you take and different characters that you play as and like whether or not you win or lose certain combats which is kind of a cool thing what, what console was this uh 360, 360? and ps3 um i have it on my ps3 because i bought it again like a fucking idiot um yeah it, it was really cool i never played online because i don't really think there were a lot of people playing online to begin with but i had an absolute blast just like going through the story mode getting all this stuff i like beat it multiple times with every character on the hardest difficulty because i just could not quit fucking playing this game uh and then you would just like play in these like big open areas against bots that were just like other characters and everybody like played differently and had cool different abilities there was like kind of this cool flow to combat with like light and heavy hits and then like a special as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So like you have like your special kill meter. So like Jack, for instance, like would just fucking pull out his chainsaw for an arm and just like fuck people up with it. Or like Bayonetta would go into like her witch hair shit or like uh, certain robots would basically just like pop out like spikes and fuck people up with them. It was a really cool, neat thing that I loved that it does not hold up <laughs> uh, at all. <laughs> it's, it's not, it, it's very dated both like thematically in the way that like some of the more, aggressively kind of insensitive bits of platinum game, older platinum games can kind of be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the combat still feels fine, but it's very repetitive. Um, yeah. Sometimes it'd be like that. It do be like that. Um, another one I want to touch on is game that I rented, which whenever you brought up like going to blockbuster, this actually dude rentals I, baby. Uh, this yeah. was probably the favorite game. My favorite game I've ever rented next to like Simpsons hit and run, but everybody fucking loves that game. Uh, I've never played it. It's good. You should play it. Me neither, but I feel good things. It's very good. Um, Whiplash for the PlayStation 2. Are you familiar with this? Jimmy, you are. Is there a weird So you are a weasel front? chained to weasel. a rabbit. Yeah, okay. And you oh, are basically... What? Okay, yeah. let me <laughs> okay, catch yeah, me here. Carry on. Yeah. So it's a PlayStation 2 game. You are a weasel chained to a rabbit. You are both in this like animal experimentation facility. And then like... I think something like a machine breaks or something, but like you were both like, it's like while you have been like heavily experimented on and you're like on your way to be put down or something, but you're like chained to this rabbit and like the machine breaks and you both get out, but you control the weasel, but the rabbit, like his special thing because he's been experimented on so much is he's just fucking invincible. So you use him <laughs> as a fucking like whiplash ball and chain to, to break as much shit as possible on your way out of this facility <laughs> through the entire game. Um, basically, this like you came off with. This? I don't know, but what I love them idea. fucking dearly. Yeah, like you I, I like, like this a there's a glide mood where you just like fucking swing like the rabbit around like the rabbit to like helicopter yourself. Right, yeah, like it, it very much kind of has that same like kind of Jack and Daxter flavor where like the rabbit's yeah. always like doing some wise cracks, but mm-hmm. like the main character is the rat is the weasel who just does not fucking talk crystal dynamics fucking really. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. God, they're coming up on this no- list next too. Oh um, wow. like as you like go through, like it's just this commentary on how fucked up a lot of like big evil corporations are. And there's like, it's really, really funny looking at the cover art. Oh, lol. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can basically like throw the rabbit in these things that like set him on fire to like basically do these like like get through these puzzles or damage oh some enemies. Oh my gosh. It's like it's totally a Metroidvania because you have to like, oh, well, I want to do this thing in this big sprawling facility, but I have to get 
a power up over here or something. Yeah. Um, come, while, come you're, this area while you're going I... through to try and like take down the corporation and get out, the more shit you break, there is straight up a counter of how much monetary damage you are causing them. And each time you break just any equipment in the facility, just money from their net worth drops. It's so oh, fucking good. satisfying. Yeah, that is satisfying. I love that game mm. so much, and I have not been able to find it since I played it. Longtail weasel named Spanks. Yes, and a rabbit Spanks named, the weasel. Ah. And Redmond the rabbit. Redmond the rabbit, that's right. One of the like scenes that always jumped out to me is like it's really ridiculous. early on in that game is where they're like really... Just, it's a very funny, over-the-top comedic game, and they're just like setting these guys to be like the biggest bad guys in the world, and like to the point where one of the experimentations is just shooting hamsters out of cannons. It's just like, it's literally just called the hamster cannon. And there's like the hamster cannon. That's just plain mean. I'm like, yeah, it is. Fuck those guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to light this rabbit on fire and break a bunch of stuff. Yeah. With it. I really, really, really want to find so a copy funny. of that game and play it again. And then my third one is this game. Oh, timeout. What's up? You want to take a break? Yes. Okay. Well, you guys will have to wait for my third one. We're going to be right back. Hey friends, this is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now, and if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts. Your support would genuinely mean the world to us, and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge in Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. Hey, we are back. Uh, So the third game, thank you for patiently listening, everybody, is a game developed and published by Capcom for the GameCube family of systems. Uh... Which is just one system. Uh, it's this game <laughs> that... Uh, the GameCube family of system. <laughs> it, uh, it is something that I enjoyed playing a whole lot. It did not review well critically at all, but it's got this like weird cult following. Uh, it's a game called Gotcha Force. Mm-hmm. Gotcha you know about Force? Gotcha Force, Jimmy? Gotcha Force. Fuck yes. What? That game has the worst voice acting I have heard in my life. It is worse than Just Cause 2. Which I is like the like fucking <laughs> the, pinnacle. the pinnacle of bad voice acting in my opinion. Um, gotcha Force, dude. That's so, the worst name. So what is that game? So it is Gotcha. It was like the first time I was introduced to the idea of like you know like Gotcha mechanics where you like basically insert money and something comes out and it's like a rarity, kind of like a loot box. Like that's kind of what a Gotcha is. But uh, you basically play as this kid or you are this kid. And you find these toys that just so happen to be uh, sentient robots called Borgs. And you fight other robots and try to defeat the evil galactic emperor from taking over the world. And that's the plot of the entire fucking game. Oh, man. So, uh, (laughs) worst voice acting I have ever heard in my entire life. It is basically just like shrieking anime voices. (laughs) But like not in like a fun, exciting way, but in a like... Oh, you guys were really just... You needed to get something out, and you did it. Um, But, like, all the robots feel and, like, control kind of differently. Like, it's very much a... Like, I spent a whole lot of time playing this at a friend's house. And we would basically just set it to, like, an unlimited cost so you can pick whatever the fuck robot you wanted to. And we would just build these massive teams and just spend hours just 
blowing like the fuck out of each other like it was really mm-hmm. really great that was bad phrasing also um <laughs> but like we would basically just spend hours just like fucking around and like building as good of a team as we could to like try and like counterpick the other person's oh. team uh the controls are super simple you basically have like jump move uh regular fire and special um and then you could go into this like special mode that like just made you faster and shoot faster and shit like that but super game, it's not a deep game it's not a good game honestly but uh i've always really wanted to have a copy of it but if you try to find it now it's like 500 dollars. it's really expensive it's really wow really expensive. Really it, it didn't sell very well at all they didn't really promote it at all when and it launched and tamagotchi force it just got you for us oh right uh it's it's a bad game, yeah. <laughs> but I really, really like Extremely that game rare. a lot. But money, money, money. Totally. Yeah. I really, I think my friend still has that copy and they need to never fucking sell it. Yes. You know, I you're talking about this. That reminded me uh, a game I should have put my on my list that I guess now I'm talking about it is Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, it was a Star Wars game, obviously in like the original or like the uh, episodes one, two, three era where... You're playing as, I think, Anakin? I'm pretty sure you're playing as Anakin Skywalker. And in the story mode, you go through and you find, like, some spooky Force stuff that is probably not canon anymore. <laughs> um, but the the story was a cool game. But the multiplayer, I played with my brother a lot where you basically, you're in a ship. You spend most of your time in that game in a ship. I'd say, like, 70%. Uh, I say when I say ship, I mean like a a land, a Star Wars land vehicle, mm-hmm. right? Almost a tank, but it's hovering and stuff. So, um, you, you I, I really like that game. But the multiplayer, I played with my brother, and you are in one of the hover ships, or whatever. Um, you know, a, a one person, a one man craft, and you can shoot, do all the cool lasery things that you'd expect from any Star Wars vehicle, but you hop in these little bases these little bases that if you sit in them you capture them and when you capture them you build turrets on them and the turrets you know auto turrets they'll shoot at any enemy that comes nearby and i think for every base that you had it generated like a like an infantry or like a uh almost like an atat the chicken walkers from mm. return of the jedi right, right. uh you you generated those and so basically you're trying to destroy the enemy base moba style by sending more of your units at the enemy um than they can send at you of course you can go and try to blow up their base as well but uh if you if your opponent has any number of auto turrets set up um you're gonna get messed up you're gonna have trouble but you can shoot each other's ships you know and destroy each other relatively easily um, you can build and destroy those turrets and then you can build and destroy, uh, those int- infantry units. And all of that is based around just you moving into, just moving around the map, uh, and, and hanging out in those bases for a, very, a short amount of time. It, I mean, the base is, is very small. It's not much bigger than your ship, but it was cool because you're kind of making like what I now understand to be a MOBA, um, yourself you're creating all the units and the defense units and stuff and mm-hmm. um i don't really hear anybody talk about that game but i i enjoyed the single player a lot and even though my brother and i weren't like super competitive about it uh we really enjoyed the multiplayer i feel like there were just so many other star wars games that just kind of overshadowed it uh well for good reason because that was right before the battlefront 
Right. Or yeah. it could have even been during the Battlefront era. Mm-hmm. Um, but Battlefront uh, was mostly infantry and then some ship stuff, depending on how you played. And this game was almost entirely, yeah. at least the multiplayer, was almost entirely uh, ship stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was a cool game that uh, I could even go back to. I, I wonder if that game holds up. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. That, uh, that was another GameCube rental. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so uh, we had a few people. We threw out some posts on Twitter and our Facebook group. Uh, had some people write in with their answers to Ooh. their questions, and I wanted to read a few of them. Amazing. A lot, of, a few of these games I have not heard of. Ooh. Okay. So hopefully you guys have. Otherwise, we're gonna have to do some googling, which makes for great radio. Heck yeah. Um, one at Higamus Maximus on Twitter writes in and says, the one that my mind always comes to is Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter for the PlayStation 2. That sounds like a Jimmy game. I mean, it is a Jimmy game. <laughs> uh, it was a dark and strange tactical RPG that was brutal on the difficulty in some places, but in an enjoyable way. Uh, I think that Dark Souls nerds might like it, except for how much slower Breath of Fire is. So I don't actually know anything about this. I know nothing. Well, I mean... It was just, it was interesting because it was still the Breath of Fire game series. Like it was still like this within the same like realm of that. But it for me, it was just a little bit off because it was just more modern almost. Like mm-hmm. it, I don't know. There's something just, it felt off to me. So I didn't play it nearly what sounds like as much as Higamus Maximus did. But, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it's got a neat look to it. Like I like how it, it very much feels like it's slightly different from what you'd expect. Cause I know breath of fire is like a pretty older traditional, like older JRPG series. And mm-hmm. it, it definitely has like, I feel like they expanded on that kind of look a whole lot, which looks neat. I, I, yeah, I unfortunately can't really speak too much about this again. Capcom game seems yep. to be a running pattern here. Mm hmm. Uh yeah, I uh Game Human Cap Capcom are dominating yeah, the conversation. November 14th, 2002. Cool. Yeah. So I wish I had more to talk about it, yeah, but I yeah. never the, really uh, got into it as much. The the yeah. tact- the, uh, the tactical RPG aspect of it seems pretty interesting because mm-hmm. I feel like there there definitely were those games around that point. Like I think that was after or around the same time like Disgaea started coming out. Um and obviously like Final Fantasy Tactics is essentially an eternal game at this point. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull one off our Facebook page. Um, I'm going to plug a little bit. I don't want to say his, I, I know this guy. I mean, I, I don't want to read everybody's names. Sure. But what I will say is if you want to talk to these people, uh, you should join the LFGKC Facebook group. Do it. Um, because that's our actually community group rather than just our official page. Um, but Ryan uh, commented Mass Effect and Andromeda. And hmm, okay. uh, he yeah. said, uh, he said, no one gave that game the love it deserved after there were serious issues with the graphics uh, at launch. They gave it a bad reputation, but that is his fa- a second favorite Mass Effect game after number two, um, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. That's so game. that's pretty high praise. I thought one and three were pretty good, but for him to say um, that Andromeda is his number two in that, in that which is crazy because I mean, I think you can buy that for like less than ten dollars oh absolutely like yeah they, that they basically once they realized that they just weren't they, they wanted to move on they well, they've been shipped they moved they, on they totally managed so it yeah, sucks the worst the he, he's not of. the only person who said that that it sucks that uh we're not going to see the rest of that series because well probably they're never going to come back to it 
they just they gave up there mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff they had planned for dlc that no one will ever see and all this stuff and blah 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 i can get into the sob story of it but what it comes down to is the game had bad early reception and because ea is looking for that money uh they didn't find it to be wise to invest uh into that series they decided to get out of it yeah there was there was a time where like i definitely was looking forward to that because kind of right before they uh, straight up right before they announced the fucking game uh i had just finished playing mass effect 3 for the first time like in order my first play through the entire series nice which by the way mass effect 3 is my favorite of the series it's pretty cool it's really good i love 2 a whole lot but 3 is mm. anyway um yeah, I the the early stuff did kind of turn me off to it, but I think over time I just became kind of apathetic to the idea of starting it. I, I don't think it was anything that like the graphical like issues or like the bugs that that like kind of plagued the early like mm-hmm. launch period of that game had. But I I I, I think the three thing- wrapped it up pretty nicely for what I wanted. So so I also played three after the original after the patch to kind of quote change the ending mm-hmm. so i never like saw the original ending but let's not get it was that. fine i'm sure it was people have opinions that, and well that, that series to me is always way more about the journey not the destination 100%. because straight up you're a big video game main character spaceman or space lady you're gonna beat the bad guy it's <laughs> yeah, gonna happen yeah. it's just what happens after that who fucking cares but yeah. anyway that's I me to- i totally agree with that um i something about that game just seemed off to me I don't know if it was just like from like the writing and like the clips that I've seen. I I don't really have too much of an interest in playing it. I I might get into it sometime, but like I know there are a lot of people who enjoy the shit out of Andromeda and I'm super happy for them. I think that's awesome. I wouldn't mind going back and trying it again because I played it. I played Mm -hmm. probably again earlier going back to talking about four or five hours, six hours in and was just not anywhere where I wanted to be with it. I was just... I, I tried to play some multiplayer with some friends because we really loved playing multiplayer. Yeah, I, and oh god, the previous three. and three the, the servers yeah, yeah. are still populated. By the loved way, loved it. Really? Yeah. And well, man, I would love it if they came back to it because seriously, I mean, just what we're talking about right now, I'm more interested in actually approaching that game now. I wasn't that interested in in it when it came out, which wasn't even to speak to the quality of the game. But three wrapped up more or less how I. I was satisfied with it. Sure. Um, but I think I agree. There was something that I, of course, can't think of at the moment, but there's something about the gameplay. Maybe it was just too structured, like, oh, I'm going to go into this area and get mm-hmm. ambushed, and I know yeah. it, and the yeah. story is not wanting me to yeah. go farther because like the, I'm going to have to trudge through this. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I think, I think that's like what stopped me. The on acti- yeah. Like, the actions and, like, the feel of, like, the shooting and all of that stuff, from what I have been told is great it's like the best in the series as far as like how it handles but obviously i can't speak from my own experience because i have not tried it yet but who knows maybe eventually i love the shit out of those first three games and like people are like super down on it on andromeda because they feel like it takes away from those first three but the first three are there like totally and the first three are there like they're never gonna go away Mm -hmm. like you you can't you can't take that from me (laughs) you can't take that from me either (laughs) yeah um so another one that we got from at leaky leak 13 on twitter nice uh sonic riders and sonic riders zero gravity the sonic riders series these games are kind of cool those games are pretty cool uh they're uh let me make sure that i'm talking about the right ones here uh because i get a lot of the sonic games around that era just really confused yeah how could you do that 
yes. Generations okay. was cool. Perfect. Uh, so this is uh, an offshoot. It is essentially like a skateboarding racing game. Uh, they were cool. I always, I, I never actually sat down and played a ton of them. Which one was it? Uh, this one, Sonic. Uh, is it Riders? Okay. Riders. I have a picture of one where there's like you're basically on a San Francisco hill that just seems to go downhill. That's forever. just Sonic, That's just Adventure, Sonic Adventure, Adventure 2. Two. Yeah, it is. Yes, in 3D. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, carry on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Now I answer my questions. Uh, Battle specifically. Yeah, these games like I, I feel like of all of the Sonic racing games, obviously like racing and All Stars transformed excluded because that game is fucking incredible um it was one of the first like sonic spinoff games that i feel like kind of still nailed that feeling of speed that you get but like you still kind of had to you couldn't just kind of let it coast on that um i thought like some of the stages that i played through in my short time playing around with it was like really cool and inventive like it, were, it was neat were they tracks or was it yes. like a stage i i believe it's I guess, a racing ass racing game um so let me Amelia, i think it's a sure. terrible way to describe it but in mario kart there are tracks that are actual like loops or something and you just you have to pass the finish line x amount of times but mm-hmm. then there are also ones that are just a one like reach point a to point b and you're done there are checkpoints along the way that sort of thing or is it just kind of that same mix I also does it fucking matter. It just gives a fun game cool. To be I completely mean. honest with you, <laughs> yeah. Um, finished three laps around a racetrack according to Wikipedia. So cool. yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, nice. shout out to Sonic Riders. Those games are cool. Uh, I know they probably have since moved on since they're doing like Team Sonic Racing just came out and that seemed to be reviewed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas, you got another one for me? Uh, yeah. To to coast on the uh, EA Andromeda stuff. Uh, multiple people answered Anthem. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah, that's tricky, and I don't know how I feel about all that. I will say it's a shame that so many resources went into a project that now seems to be abandoned, mm-hmm. like, very quickly. And I think I understand why EA has abandoned ship again, uh, because they did invest so much, and they don't want to, you know, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you should continue to make that mistake. Um, but Anthem released right there. Well, I have, there are a lot of things It released at what I consider to be a bad time. There was some bad marketing. Um, but they just didn't, they felt tone deaf. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's quite the right word, but it's close to it. Uh, where EA seemed to have shot themselves in the foot. It didn't seem like anyone messed up except EA, um, and I know it's uh, Bioware. trendy. Oh, Bioware. Yeah, Bioware. Yeah, I know it's trendy to hate on EA these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I felt like most of the mistakes were self-made and they got in their own way and they spent all this money on Anthem, a, a huge amount of money on graphics and voice actors and story and all of the stuff, development. And when people didn't immediately pick it up, uh, they... They didn't even advertise it. I forget which show was immediately after their release. There was one of the big shows. Like, maybe not PAX, but like one of the big... I think it was PAX. It could have been. It might have been PAX because that launched in spring. And, and they I think didn't it was like show PAX East it. was like right after that. They didn't yeah. show it at the big the big show. Like the, the show that would have created or maintained momentum. They... Totally, they didn't even show it at the on the showroom floor. I, well, I think even the, like leading up to it, they were pretty like it was like okay, Anthem's coming out in like a month, 
guys got any ads or promotions? No? Okay. Right. And it was like very like down to the wire and then they just like hit it as fucking hard as possible. They were quiet and it's then never Apex Legends was announced. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It came out the like same the day. week before. It was a week before. So they sucked all the oxygen out of their own room. Right. EA owns both of those companies. So that was a totally terrible business move. But anyway, what it comes down to is that that's a real shame because I've talked to several people, just like our post you know, showed, who liked that game. There were things about that game that they wanted to see more of and they wanted their friends to, to see that that game was good, but the business wasn't there. And so EA basically uh, orphaned it, you mm-hmm. know, which is a big yeah, shame. They, I believe they just put out some end game content for it recently. Yeah. Uh, which seemed to be reviewed fairly positively uh, for like the people who are still playing it, which is unfortunately not a high amount of people, but yeah, like they're, they did make some changes and like fix some of the glaring issues that were there, which is, which is very remarkable for sure uh but yeah i i i played anthem for a little bit very little but i never owned it i just like played on someone's copy for like a couple of hours and like Mm -hmm. i enjoyed like how like flying around and like using your javelin suit felt i thought that stuff was very cool you're iron man man it just made me want to play destiny again. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like way before I got like recently back into destiny. And it was just like, man, I just, I know another game out there is doing what I want. And it was fucking installed on my PS4, you know? Right. So yeah, I, I, I can definitely understand that. Like there is, I think, I don't know if like necessarily all of like the core of that game is good, but I think there's enough there that people can absolutely latch onto and, for sure and have a good time with it if you're kind of going in with those expectations yeah uh you know i i didn't mean to take this over here but uh i'm realizing a theme as i'm going through as i'm reading this out loud yeah the uh other one that i would have picked as well our our friend lang uh so so who said uh so ryan said andromeda like i said i don't want to give out full names uh andrew mentioned anthem so did eric um 
a guy mentioned Vagrant Story, which I don't know anything about. Jimmy's nodding his head. Yeah. Okay. PS1, Square Enix. Oh, fuck. I have heard of that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have heard. Now, yeah. Now that you um, I got a couple on. Well, my last oh, one. Sorry. The last, the theme is EA because Lang, he said Titanfall both one and two because mm. they got, uh, they didn't get, which I w- think I would agree with. I think didn't, I would disagree with that being on this list. Well, the issue isn't just the original game and I'm putting words in Lang's mouth here, mm-hmm. but like one, I think wasn't one an exclusive to Xbox. It was Xbox yeah. one, Xbox 360 and PC. So I never got a chance to play it. Yes. So that was a bummer. Well, two came out and then I just didn't pick it up for no good reason. I just didn't. Uh, but it turns out the game's pretty rad. It's so fucking good. But uh, it seems like people didn't give the recognition that it seems like it deserved based on the quality of what that game has to offer. But with Apex coming out, now it's just like, oh, well, so Titanfall 3 is never going to happen. I, 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 I You're going to get me started. No, I no, don't I know. think that's so going to happen. I'm not totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that is another conversation. But it's the idea that Respawn was obviously doing good things with their games. It's that people didn't recognize Titanfall for what it was because people made up their minds. And I think I fall into this category. I thought I knew what Titanfall was i watched a lot of gameplay i actually watched a a friend of mine post crazy videos from one and two they were amazing that made me really want to get into it but i just never pulled the trigger well you know once the time went by once titanfall 2 was already out for six months 12 months 18 months then i was probably never going to pick it up and of course now i have i picked it up for like six dollars at some point but um yeah i mean i certainly think that that game was underappreciated uh even the uh the Lawbringers game? Is that the right name? Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. That seemed like a cool game that failed like day five. Like that game looked cool. And I was like, mm. oh, the same friend who posted Titanfall. Uh, yeah. The, the, there was the very clips. much an overlap of like those people who were very much mm-hmm. into that like super fast, fast paced, frenetic, jumping uh, all over the place. Not quite like a Quake level, but like a little bit slower, still like a little bit more modern feeling. Mm-hmm. Brink. Oh man, they should. Oh, I really want them to get another shot at that because Brink was seems so such cool. a cool fucking idea. That seems like how some of that sort of got started, right? It was I mean, the was first game that, that I remember. It was the first like shooter it. that I remember that had like an active, like cool parkour system or right. like wall running in a shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like I, I still kind of disagree with either Titanfall being on this list because both of them are like critical darlings. Yeah. Um, and they have enough word of mouth about that franchise to where EA is just like, yeah, we're not done with it. Like, we're going to make more. So, like, I, I I, don't think that those are underappreciated. Un- like, they didn't sell as well as they could have. Sure. But they still did fine. I feel like it still just got, like, overshadowed by something. Like, the well, release it, date or something Titanfall on 2 both. Titanfall 2 came out in between, like, the week before it came out was Battlefield 1. And the week after was Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yeah. yeah. It was the worst placement in, of the entire well, but year. But I thought... Well, so I so uh, I actually used to host a podcast with uh, my friend Chris, who actually commented on here. Hey, I haven't said hey. it, but he said Kane and Lynch too. That's his his answer. Oh, oh but boy, uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah, agree yeah. with you on that one, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, well, he wasn't the only one who said it, but what? Um, he he did what? Uh, now I lost my train of thought. He uh, what was I just saying? You're on a podcast with him. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, but. Oh my gosh, this is terrible radio. Kane and Lynch. No, it was what we were talking about before. It was uh, Titanfall. Uh, I don't know. Oh hey. no, he had said. Hey. Uh, so when when those three back to back weekends uh, or weeks of releases were coming mm-hmm. out, 
he had said very specifically, he was like, they made a mistake because why would anybody pick Titanfall over these other two titles? Like he was like, I would much rather have either Battlefield one, I think it was, mm-hmm. or Call of Duty, whatever it was, maybe Infinite Warfare. It was Infinite Warfare. Um, he was like, I would much rather have either of those than Titanfall. So why would Titanfall think that it stood a chance against these because it just doesn't seem to hold up? And I heard him say that and I was like, I care way more about Titanfall. Like watching the trailer, if I had the choice between all three and I had to pick one, Titanfall one by a mile mm-hmm. I, I will say like but of course i didn't buy it so you know sure we saw yeah. how that turned out <laughs> um i will say that there that was the first kind of big quote fall shooter that i played that i was really surprised more people weren't playing so i guess that does kind of factor into this a little bit but yeah i i, f- I feel like people saying titanfall 2 is underrated is just kind of a meme at this point uh, just because you can, if anybody posts anything online about Titanfall 2, there's going to be a ton of people just being like, hey, bro, you should totally fucking play Titanfall 2. I'm very guilty of it myself. <laughs> you are. I say that all the time because it's a really good fucking game. Mm, but yeah, like, cool. I, I I, don't really know if it kind of, quote, hangs on this list. Uh, That's fair. I'm not going to fight you on it. I mean, I think that game's fucking perfect. But, yeah. mm. you know, um, I got a couple more to go through. Cool. Um one of them I don't know about. I don't know if you guys do. Uh, it's Mischief Makers for the N64. Yes. Jimmy, you want to tell me about that? Well, Mischief Makers is... I see it was developed by Treasure. Yes. Which is great. Very great. much Gunstar Heroes vibe. Like Okay, sold. Uh, yeah. You sold me. Great. So 2D, <laughs> two and a half D at mm-hmm. that point, because N64 played a lot with that. Here's a side-scrolling game with a lot of 3D elements. Mm, they okay, use a lot yeah. of 3D sprites, mm-hmm. and it it is frenetic, almost... Uh, bullet hell is not the right way to put it but like contra sort of bullets flying everywhere enemies okay, everywhere right. yeah. but the thing about this game is that it has like a almost like a grapple mechanic that makes movement very interesting it's just it's just a different take on a 2d side-scrolling action game yeah it was, I was i was reading up about it a little bit funny yeah i was reading up about it a little bit That's and people were just like this game mm-hmm. has a lot of character and it's like it's fine but it has like a lot of character and some really fucking cool moments and like well thought out boss fights in it. So you so, should totally still fucking play it. Absolutely, because Gunstar Heroes was like Contra, but I think way better. I, I love it a lot love more Gunstar than Heroes. That, I played so much of that like GBA quote remake of right. it. Oh, it's so good. So the only thing that Gunstar Heroes was lacking was the story, and that's what Mischief Makers did way right. So is kind of like a happy medium, I think. Cool. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. It's a great game. Um, and then another one. Uh, by the way, that was from at Games Gone Pod on Twitter. Uh, this last one uh, that I got on Twitter from the from I think it's just at Left Behind Game Club or the Left Behind Game Club hmm. is one that I fully fucking disagree with being on this list. It's a great game. It's fucking Kirby Air Ride. Ooh. The best Kirby game ever made. I was gonna talk about that when you were talking about Sonic Riders earlier. Oh my god, Kirby my Air Ride is so good. I am a <laughs> I love that game. dumb, stupid Kirby fan, and I think that Kirby Air Ride is the best game they have made in the entire series. It is a wonderful second to. Game. Oh, I, I really like Nightmare in Dreamland, but that's beside the point. Kirby Air Ride is a good fucking game. Superstar. I don't. I really don't know much about any of the Kirby games. I just know the Kirby's in Smash. So Kirby Air Ride is a racing game where you basically race you your vehicles are like the different uh, warp stars essentially uh but the real magic of that game is city trial yeah city trial is the first time that i had ever like uh, it was it was the one that like really stuck out the most in terms of quality for me of all right i'm gonna stay up until like 
the sun comes out with friends hating each other the entire fucking time because city trial is you and however many people are playing on your system with you you are dropped into this sort of open world gamecube family systems yes gamecube family systems uh there is a copy of that game (laughs) in this apartment and the gamecube you and i'm very happy about it yes um but you basically all of you drop into this sort of open world ish it's kind of small because it was on the gamecube and then you basically drive around and you have a set amount of time to pick up a bunch of power-ups and also try and fuck each other over and take their power-ups and eventually like you can do special things like there's these certain events that make this sort of power-up that'll like make your weight higher so you like don't fly as far and so basically or, it's like mario kart but like the the stage that you're in battle mode is massive yes compared to the mario kart stages mm-hmm. and also it is laid out like a city like here's in the middle there's a downtown city over here there's like a volcano yeah over there's here. like a park there's like a park mm-hmm. over here there's like Parking a garage ocean yeah wait cave. what game is this kirby air ride this is kirby yes. air ride you basically again you can drop in i think eight Four. is it I think it's four. just four. I don't. I thought you, you could might land, be able to do like ran, but I only ever played four. So four people drop in, and there are four different types of four or five different types of power ups: a glide, a speed boost, a weight, and there's then, like an offense up and right. down and shit like that. So you basically go around uh, and you destroy parts of these cities so that you can get these power ups that also just drop in, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and there then are like different, different events like, blocks that, will drop down, like random events will happen, and basically at the end of I think it was like five or ten minutes or whatever, based on how uh, you, you basically get. are like kidding out your quote racer your kirby however you want to you can also like hop on and like pick up different warp stars which basically handle completely differently depending on what's going on and then at the very end it just spits you into a random mode that kind of nobody knows about so you're just like kind of rolling the dice being like i'm gonna kid out for this because i know this event is coming or i might just want to like keep my weight up because we're gonna like doing racing which is gonna keep me closer to the track which is gonna make me faster because you go slower in the air Mm -hmm. um but you could also get legendary warp stars like the dragoon which is in smash bros it's that like feathery thing that you get three of and three pieces that's the dragoon that's from air ride oh wow and then there's also the hydra which is scarier um and they basically (laughs) like the dragoon is one that was like good for flying and the, the hydra was essentially a fucking dragster that just like literally topped out the speedometer at 999 (laughs) so fucking fast but you had to get these three pieces and keep the other players off of you until you like worked your way around and found them wow um yeah and like you would just roll like luck of the draw just get an event you might be good at and then you just basically played that and then a winner was decided then it's really good it's really good like whenever they did the smash bros 4 rosalina announcement and it had kirby riding on a warp star and rainbow road i was so fucking mad it was not another air ride are you kidding me oh my god i would lose my goddamn mind i think that's probably my favorite part about that that mode is like going up to the top of the volcano getting like spit out and then you can glide and try to get on top of of underground tunnels and like finding the boxes in there like oh it's so good and then you fuck over your friends like some of my favorite moments some of my favorite memories of that game were there were there was 10 seconds left on the clock and my friend had two of three he had two of three of the parts of, of the dragoon and he was just about to get it but i like shot him with a cannon knocked one piece off and i grabbed it so he didn't get it in time it's good it was good it was real good that game's good i could talk about it all fucking it's a really night. good game we need to move on <laughs> what yeah. else do you have uh the only this last thing i i mentioned it earlier but kane and lynch 2 all um right. that's a that's a series or well People only ever mention the second one, but uh, that's a game that I never had on my radar until 
at, like significantly after it came out. Mm-hmm. And then I heard multiple people describing to me why it was such a big deal. So the, the whole thing was like, you go on heists, right? You, you go, you rob a bank or whatever, but Joker style, like the dark Knight, um, you can turn on your teammates and the fewer of you get out, the higher pay cut you get. Yeah. I always thought that was the coolest fucking thing. That's that was so the first cool. time that I'd ever heard of anything like that. And this is obviously way predating like payday. Yeah. You know? It was, it was the very first one. And like now we, you know, we kind of take that stuff for granted because we see that stuff where in a lot of games you're either locked into, Hey, it's a free for all or Hey, you're all on the same team. Full stop. No change in that. Um, but you know, or, or you have teams where it's a multiplayer thing where, you know, maybe you're competing for a prize pot, but it's your team versus their team. But this was a game where it basically said, here are the rules and you can break them or, you know, here's, here are the clear cut rules that you can understand. But also there's a human element to it that completely changes up what's going to happen. So, you know, you I, I've never played the game at all, but I imagine there's like a single player where you're doing something like that. You're there's, robbing banks, there's right? There's a story mode. I did not like well, it. What's I, interesting about those, isn't it like mostly based around co-op? Totally. Like yeah. the, the single player, so the single player Lynch, is right? like a, in my opinion, passable at best third person cover shooter, just with a lot of edgy swearing. Yeah. I don't like this game. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I'm happy that people enjoy it, but fuck, man. I uh, anyway. But is it well, underrated well, just Cam, because of that multiplayer haters, mode? No, right? sure. Like I I recognize that there are a lot of people who really enjoy this game, and I'm super happy for them. Well, I, for mm, for uh, I think I actually have a copy of that somewhere around here. Oh yeah. I might. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. You know, I bet the servers aren't up anymore. <laughs> they might not be to be no, honest i'm positive they're not up yeah. there's absolutely no way they're up anymore. uh but yeah I, I like that multiple people i've heard have said have cited that game as oh that's when i realized that multiplayer could right be crazy totally because it's not just a co-op or a competitive thing it's somewhere in between right where you've got human nature where someone can either decide to be your friend or they can decide at a moment's notice to murder you <laughs> you know um but yeah that's kind of when when multiplayer games started to open up to the idea of uh giving you multiple options in a free roam area that affect other players so usually if you were given some choice it really just affected you but now you are affecting other people around you. And so at any given moment, it's like the office where everybody's pointing <laughs> finger guns at each other because at any moment, somebody could turn on mm-hmm. you. It's like real life. It is. Ooh. It's real. That's deep. <laughs> it's like this podcast. Yeah. Anybody yeah. Can You're turn all on fucking you. fired. Oh. Get out of my fucking apartment. Wow. You got any other ones? Uh, I think that's it. Cool. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this. Uh, uh, this was fun. There, there's, uh, there are a lot of games out there that there's just a lot of games out there. Well, there are like, a lot of games you know, out there, period. but there are, there are probably like you know at the the snap of some fingers, things could have been a lot different. There are a lot of games out there that could have been the big one. Uh, Killzone actually, mm-hmm. Killzone is a game that came out right after Halo, like Halo One. Yeah, and uh, Halo was only PS3. Xbox, and and Killzone was only on PlayStation. And I remember going to my buddy's place and playing that, and I couldn't believe that people weren't talking about it. I thought that was a great game. I, I can't speak for the rest of the series, but for me, that was like, man, if Halo ha- didn't come out right before this, this would have been a huge deal. Like people would have been shouting from the rooftops. I felt like, and uh, 
like I think that was the first time I ever realized that wow things could have been different where it's like this this game mm. totally deserves better parallel universe yeah, yeah. it Killzone totally deserves actually, better yes totally. Killzone really could have been Halo it could have been what we thought it even had a cool uh, if I think I remember it having a sick um, co-op mode but I can't really remember it's been a while uh, but yeah, that, that things could have been different. Mm-hmm. Like Killzone could have really been the big campaign of that that uh, that time period, but things just didn't work out that way. So uh, I want to close things off here with a little little reading because before this episode started, we were talking about one Gex the Gecko, mm-hmm. who I feel that entire game series is on my list for something like this for sure. Those games yeah. are not great. But I love the shit out of them. They got Gex appeal. So, Ooh. fuck. Well, that's going to tie into what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, Jimmy, you've never played Gex 3. I did not play 3. I played a whole lot of 2. That's that's fine. Yeah. Oh. You, you don't need to play 3. Uh, <laughs> okay. 3, three, three <laughs> no, is... Let me just nip that in like, the bud. Yeah, I I'm like going to read you guys, <laughs> spoiler warning, the, the ending of Gex 3. Um, just from the... Uh, Oh man, I'm just Gex about to play fandom it. wiki. A fandom wiki. Yes. Um, so basically, like roughly, the plot of this is uh, Gex is just hanging out like he always does because he's a lazy motherfucker, and he gets a like a, a a video phone call from his girlfriend, who is a full motion videoed actress that is like straight up a Playboy model. Can you set the stage where what year we're talking about right now? Uh, Gex 3 came out in 1999. Here we go. <laughs> Prime yes. Playboy time. Um, it came with a demo of Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. That's a fun game. I still have not played it. That's Legacy of cool. Kane and Lynch is that? Oh, Legacy fuck. of Kane uh, Lynch 2. Is that the precursor? Sounds like my other show. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, you and your butler, who is totally named Alfred, um, you basically. Wait, really? Yes. Um, and you essentially like go on this quest back into the media dimension to go rescue your girlfriend. Her name is Agent Extra, X T R A. <laughs> Straight up like full motion video, like leather bodysuit, like Bond girl kind of a look. Like mm-hmm. like she is actually like a full Playboy model, you know. So basically, you know, you get into the game, you beat Res. Spoilers, um, oh, and then man. you rescue Agent Extra. After defeating Rez for the third time, Gex returns to Extra to his hotel room, where she tells him about her time in the media dimension. Just then, Alfred tries to warn Gex of a world emergency. Gex ignores him and turns the computer off. He and Extra fuck. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yes. Period. Off off camera, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, they fuck. Gex is oh. a gecko, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, Gex fucks. Man, sounds pretty warm-blooded to me. All right, that's going to do it for the show, everyone. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I just wanted to share that tidbit with you. Why? <laughs> no, I understand. Have you played any of these games? That's you basically understand. like the angle that they're going for. Like, come the fuck on. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Wow. Should, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm shaking. Yeah. Not Ge- stirred. Gex fucks oh, at the end man. of Gex 3. You're welcome for that. Uh, so, yeah, you guys have anything you want to plug? We've been talking for like an hour and a half, but fine, I who cares? never have to play the game. Uh we've got well whatever any announcement that i need to say will appear on social media we'll see cool. great uh cam what's the podcast that you've alluded to several times oh yeah i uh, started a new show um with my good friend nate aka two-headed giant on twitter and twitch 
It's called the New Entertainment System Podcast. It's very fucking stupid. We basically uh, founded this robot that is totally 100% not a spreadsheet that just basically randomly jumbles together game concepts and then we talk about them and like theory craft these games and it's very fucking stupid. It's a wonderful uh, in idea. In the first episode, I may or may not say the phrase Gex as a service. So that's topical. Um, but yeah, check that out. Um, follow our show on Twitter at Gamer Heroes Pod. Follow me on Twitter at the Camdy Man because I like to plug my shit. Um, you guys got anything to talk about? No? Just no, me? Man. Great. Uh, video games are cool. Video yeah. games are pretty fucking cool. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.